1: An outing pass upfield. Tom Pierce gathers it in on the dead run and races all the way to score for Los Angeles. The 72-yard touchdown play. Uh, first down inside his own
0: five from his own end zone. Sacked and a safety on Rudolph. Aaron Donald and Clay Matthews got to him. Inspired by the presence of Captain Jack Youngblood playing in pain with his broken leg. A savage, Ram defense. They hand it to Steven, great jump cut, 45-4, the a whole burst to it, 20, that's a tackle, runs left, 25, still to his feet, 46-yard Goal by number 39. Running back, number 29, Eric Dickerson. Johnny Hecker, a high school quarterback, he's got throw, the fake is on, he's got a first down to Stephen
2: bailey Mike Jones needs a tackle, and the Rams have
3: won the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Radio with Derek Apollo and Michael Stewart.
4: Well, no Mike, no Tommy. We got Steve. And we're here to break down the oh uh, well the sad, sad ending to the Rams 2023-24 20, season. The 24-23 loss to the Detroit Lions in Detroit. Jared Goff, I guess you can say gets his revenge. But, we're here to talk about it. Steve,
1: you hanging on, man? We're not happy, Derek. We're not happy. This was, uh, I realized very quickly in the game how mad I was going to be if we lost to a Jared Goffs-led Detroit Lions team in the playoffs. And uh, I was right. I'm very upset. Uh, <laughs> give me a couple days, I'll be able to give this team its well-deserved flowers for a hell of a season. Uh, it is not going to be tonight. I will not be giving out those flowers tonight. So
4: what do you want to give out instead? What do you, what is, uh, what's really getting you right
1: now? Just like there were a handful of things that happened in this game that were fixable problems. You know, that we've been talking about for a while, the red zone play calling the letting Michael Hoyt guard anybody. Uh, and it's just like, it's, it's tough. This was a very winnable game. Uh, I mean, I would say the better team won, but I don't know if the team who played better tonight won. Uh, and a lot of people will be pointing the officiating. It was bad. I'm not blaming the officials for why the Rams lost this game. If we're going to say they would have won the game if the Rams got a defensive holding or pass interference call, on that Puka play. Look in the. The pantheon of egregious miss pass interference calls. That's not even even getting close. Uh, yes, it was pass interference. Is that the reason we lost this game? Not to me. No, but like, not. but man, answer this question for me. You, you've been wa- you've watched every Rams game this year, right? Mm-hmm. What shred of evidence is there that a goal line fade to Cooper Cup in the red zone in 2023, not 2024? Would work, let alone to see it not work and dial it back again later on in the red zone. It's just i I know that's also not why we lost the game is because we called two goal line fades to Cooper cup, but it's part of it, and i just I've watched this team all year. never would I think that would be the play that you dial up when you need a touchdown in the red zone uh he's you know cooper cup has has done some good things this year, but like he hasn't looked like that guy. And, you know, I don't know. I just I just I, I was in disbelief that they did that twice. The Obviously, it's very easy to look back and point to the three passing plays from the six yard line. None of them were very inspired passing plays. You can look back and you can look at the um, the timeout management, obviously, in the second half. It's another thing that came back to haunt us. Just those are two things to me that like are, are so fixable didn't need to happen. And here we are. Those are two two big factors of why we lost this game. It's just it, it's a tough pill to swallow. I will swallow it, uh, but not currently. I'm not going to swallow it right now. I don't know. I'm fired the, up, man.
4: The the irony of the, the timeout thing was was the Bengals game. Yeah, it's, crazy. Kind of thing. it's crazy. The timeout. You know, and they've been better about that of late, too. And all of a sudden, you blow one in third quarter, and you, and, and, and at that point, it's like, you need the, you're need you going to need them. You're going to need them. This game's going to run down the end. There are several things about the game itself that really, they're explainable in a way. Not excusable, but explainable. And I, I want to stress that because you mentioned it earlier, officiating. Yes, officiating was horrifyingly awful. And I, I've been... Complain about this for for years now, but it's not what costs in the game. And I I know right away we're gonna have those on social media saying, "Hey, yeah, you know, it, it was officiating." No, 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 no. You gave up twenty. What was it? Twenty points. 21,
1: twenty one. in
4: the first half. Yeah. Yeah. 21, twenty points in the first half. No, I mean you couldn't you couldn't stop them, and yet anybody who. I think listeners to any good Rams coverage out there knew Detroit was going to rely on Amon, Amon Ross and Brown. They knew they're going to throw the ball and they, they knew and they, you knew that the one thing they can really do is like expose mis- mismatches. And, and yet here we are in this game and you have Michael Hoyt covering Sam Laporta. Have you lost your flippant mind?
1: Like, and I, I will say some, I saw somebody on Twitter point out that that was a, result of you know weird formation where like it was just a good scheme by the lines there's nobody else to cover him i don't care uh that wasn't the no. only play where michael hoyt was in consequential coverage in this game that was the most consequential of the bunch but like there's a play where he's guarding Amon Ross saint brown in no world in any defensive game plan should that man be covering Amon Ross saint brown and it's tough because Like he has made Michael Hoy has made some big strides this year. I would say like he has earned a spot in the rotation for sure. Next year, Uh, as a pass rusher, he's been played surprisingly, you know, well, I, I don't think he's like the guy, but he's a guy who belongs in the rotation. But it's he should never, ever again, drop back into coverage. He can't do it. He's bad at it. We've seen enough of it that has to be solved going into next year. And I know part of it is just like, we don't have anyone else to do it, but like it is making everybody hate him when in reality, like this should be a season where we look at Michael Hoyt and say, he made some strides, he improved as a player, but because he's not a guy who can, you know, I don't know if he could guard me, uh, and I'm bad, but like he can't cover. That's not what he should be doing. That's not why he made it to the NFL and we need to stop putting him in coverage.
4: Pass special. That's all he is.
1: Yeah, and I think is. next next year when we tweak the roster, hopefully he can slide into that role. But yeah, I, I kind of feel bad for him to an extent because like anyone with eyes can see he shouldn't be in coverage, and yet he keeps being in coverage. All right. So we, before we get knee deep
4: into this whole thing, we got to give some props to our sponsors, and that includes Prize Picks. They are the largest daily fan sports platform in North America. They are the most exciting way to play DFS. Just you against the numbers. That's all it is. You can pick more than or less than two to players' stats, and you can just watch the rings roll in. Now, I know our guys are having fun with it, but now you can do things like check your picks next to Prospect's favorite players like Rapper Meek Mill and Andrew Scholes. And you can do that by going to the Community Plays under the Promos tab of the app to view entries from the biggest names in the Price community each week. Also, there's the big one, there is the combo projections across football and basketball That from the Specials League, a league specifically created for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. So, for example, the Chiefs played last night, the Lakers played last night. You could add LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey, a 10-point combo with three points made plus receptions. But, oh, wait, LeBron got hurt. So then you look at what else PrizePix offers, and that is a reboot policy. Let your entry stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. For football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return the second, that player is rebooted. PrizePix is the only DFS platform with an injury insurance policy. So how do you get into it? Well, you go to PrizePix.com forward slash Rams talk. Use the code RAMSTALK for a first deposit match up to $100. One more time, go to prizepicks.com, for slash RAMSTALK. Use the code RAMSTALK for our first deposit match up to $100. It's all prize picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Here's a word from our main sponsors.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
4: All right, Steve. Our game numbers here, and it was you know it was. It, by the way, this was the best game of the weekend, you by far. It was. It was a good game. Frustrating, yeah, and
1: I good. Game. Let me say, like, we should all be mad tonight. In a couple days, this was a really incredible season from the Rams. Uh, but this is not the podcast to celebrate the season. We'll have plenty of those in the coming weeks. Uh, tonight I'm going to pout Derek. It's okay.
4: <laughs> I believe it or not. I'm a little more positive than you are. And you know, it's cause I'm, I'm more of a history guy and I feel awful that my team is out. Uh, and there's a part of me that's like, you know, what? congrats Detroit, Detroit. Congrats. Your first playoff victory since oh. I was a teenager. A young teenager, not like a 19, 18 year old I'm talking like thirteen. When they last won a playoff game, it sucks. It's got to come against us, especially with Jared Goff doing it. But I wasn't al- I don't think I was alive. No, I, I just well, turned you might have been. Hold on a minute. You just turned thirty. You might yeah. not have been alive yet. So, <laughs> <Same>. congrats to <laughs> Detroit for winning. And I think there's a good chance they win next weekend too. They're going to host either, I think, yeah. Philly or Tampa. Philly's playing awful, and I, they're better than Tampa. So, you know, I'm, I'm just going to lay that out there that, that uh, you know, this was a good game. And it was a good a, a game for me, for the Rams, who they are, in my view, they became one of the best teams in the NFC, and they played like it for the most part tonight. What do I mean? Well, it's the numbers. First downs, 23 for the Lions, 22 for the Rams. Third down efficiency, this is where it hurt, especially the red zone. Both teams were 3 of 9. Both teams were 1 for 1 on 4th down. Total yards, Rams 425, Lions 334 total plays, 55 each. Rams had 7.7 per ga- a gain per play. Lions had 6.1. This is where some things got a little arbitrary. 17 rushes for 68 yards to the Rams, 4 yards to carry, 25 rushes, 79 yards to the Lions, 3.2 yards to carry. And a lot of that came when the Rams' defense stiffened up in the second half. Passing wise, 25 of 36 for, for Matt Stafford for 357. No interceptions. Jared Goff, 22 of 27, 255. Both teams got their sacks, and Rams were sacked twice. Lions sacked three times. Punts, two for the Rams, three for the, for the Lions. Four penalties for the Rams, five for the Lions. One fumble, done loss. How about this? Time possession, 30 minutes and 5 seconds for the Rams, 2955 for the Lions overall. The score was 24-23. Outside of total yards, this was close across the board. Uh, individual leaders, it was a day to, you know, to to enjoy some performances here, especially from Hooga Nakua, nine catches, 181 yards, a long of 50, one touchdown. Kyron Williams only 13 carries today for 61 yards. And just as he was starting to get steamed, he got hurt, came back in, gained some steam again, got hurt. And I think in the end, when we look at these numbers, it, there's a lot to say about the breakdown of the running game today. That's, I think, how they lost this game. Everything emanates from this running game. It's how it's always been for a Sean McVay offense. And when you're talking about getting in the red zone, you're not running the football. Steve, I it, think this is where it starts.
1: Yeah, and and I do want to... Well, we'll circle back to Puka. Um, but the running game, yeah, it's... It, and it felt like they... It, it's kind of crazy. Kyron only ran the ball third... I mean, he did get hurt. So they... 16 total carries between him and Ronnie Rivers, and they did have that weird... You know, they're like, hey, let's run the ball in the red zone, but we're going to run a reverse to Puka. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's... Because I feel like they did not not give Kyron the ball enough like on most drives or even Ronnie when he was in. It was just those couple of red zone possessions where they just didn't even try. And the one the first one of the game hurt. Like to me, you'd even the stat that stands out the most to me in this game, Derek, is Brett Maher went three of three on field goals. What do you think his longest field goal was?
4: Oh, I would say it was. I, I don't remember. What Under 35 yards.
1: Twenty nine yards, which is shorter than an extra point, which means three times in this game you were in the red zone and Brett Maher kicked the field goal. And I don't think I don't think on any of those was the wrong decision to kick the field goal. But the plays that preceded it made it tough to swallow because, you know, that's the game right there. And in a game that's this close where, you know, you are probably the 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 worst team on paper here. Uh, and both teams kind of play at a similar level. I, I don't think you know. Could I argue that we played better in this game? Sure, but not by much. Um, that's just what it came down to. I Man, those red zone touch and it was tough to not give Kyron those carries in the red zone. He's been such an absolute monster scoring touchdowns this year in the red zone. It was. Just, it's just a little confounding, and it, it's been something we we've harped on quite a bit this year. And for it to kind of come down to that it, it is is tough and. And I don't think there wasn't a lot of other possessions where I was mad they didn't run the ball like early on because they, what did they punt twice? Like they got down to the redstone a lot uh, and, and kicked those field goals. Yeah, they, they punted twice. And uh, before this podcast is over, we should talk about the second punt because that was a, a whole decision. But yeah, in terms of what we're talking about right now, it's it's tough, man, because even though we didn't. Kyron did carry the ball out much and he got hurt. Like, I don't know. I, I felt like the, it was fine for the most part until you got close to the red zone, and then they were like, no, no, no. Let's let's throw more goal line fades to, to Cooper Cup. Uh, what I think
4: I think what happened honestly was I don't know how I explain this without making excuses. Because I don't think you can really make an excuse on this. I think the I think the injury to Kyron Williams really affected, as it always does, by the way. this is this, I think this is Sean McVay's Achilles heel. He has to have a running game his way with the guy he wants that he trusts in there. And when that guy's not in there, when you can't trust that guy, he, he does weird things. And, I, and what I mean by that is here you have a guy who's been dominating defenses now in Kyra Williams for weeks now. He gets dinged up and you get inside the red zone and you don't trust the other guy. So what what happens in there? You start passing the football around like crazy, start doing jet sweep stuff that really hasn't worked well for a while. And by the way, if I'm going to run a jet sweep, I'm not running Kuka Nakua. I'm, I'm running I'm running two to out. Well, someone was in speedy that can get around that corner a little faster. Done. And what I think really it is, is with those fade I'm not sure those fade routes were called for Cooper at that point. I honestly believe that Stafford went to the person he trusts down there. I mean, that's a long-standing thing. He's under yeah, pressure both yeah. times, Steve. Under pressure both times. He read his progressions, we saw him progressions. Although I think I think was I think it was the second one. I think the first progression was Cooper, saw him turn his head, and then he went back. So yeah. at least one of those two, he was not. I don't think Cooper was the intended receiver, but he went there both times because it's it's
1: it's like crack. It's a habit. <laughs> but I will say, man, the the first possession of the game was the one where they didn't even try to run the ball when they got to the six yard line. And Kyron Williams hadn't gotten hurt yet. That's a good so, point. And that, and that was arguably, you know, the most consequential one. Yeah, we ended up coming back. But as a result of that, we ended up being on thir- 13 to four or 14 to three, which is we we came back. But that's a kind of a daunting deficit in a, in a lesser team. And credit to them for not folding after what happened in the first half. A, a lesser team might have might have uh, folded there.
4: Well, you know, in in this game, though, we we kind of figured there was going to be that adrenaline rush in the Lions. Right. It's their first home game in the playoffs in years. They are going to be all in. I thought the Rams did a really good job of weathering that and, and staying in it. I felt like in the end, though, it was the little things that were the Achilles heel for the Rams all year that bit them. It wasn't it wasn't like they played horribly. I mean, Matt Stafford had a great game. Luka Nakua had a great game. When Kyron Williams actually touched the ball, he had a good game. There was the little things that hurt them throughout the year. Red zone decisions, timeouts, the secondary in the first half. Couldn't cover anybody. These are all things we knew were problems. And they didn't go away just because they've been playing much better in the last eight weeks. They were still there. They were just doing a great job of covering it up. And today in that first half of special, the Lions did what they came to do, get out there, use that emotion and get a lead. And then they just had to hold on. And they did hold on by the skin of their teeth, but they held on.
2: And here we are. Yeah. It's a tough one to
1: well. And because it, 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 it hurts. I don't think of, a- a playoff loss has hurt this much in in a long time. You know, the Super Bowl obviously hurt, but I was just on cloud nine to be there, you know, personally, after 13 straight losing seasons. Uh, the, the Falcons loss hurt, but again, after 13 straight losing seasons, I was happy to be in the playoffs. This one was painful, even though this wasn't the year we expected to be in the playoffs. It was a surprising year. It was an incredible year. But. It was, we were playing so well. We played well in this game. It was so winnable. It was right there. Uh, and we're sitting here going home uh, in a game where if we won, we would have played the Bucks or the Eagles next week. Like things were lining up for us. Uh, it hurts. I will say you mentioned Puka Nakua, rookie playoff receiving yardage record, nine catches for 181 yards, as you said. Uh, just an absolute monster for lucky to have that guy.
4: Yeah, I mean, happy for him. I, I'm wait. I'm wondering who's going to get that rookie of the year. I know the. Uh, it's going to be CJ Stroud. We
1: should not it's, it's, hold our It breath.
4: should. Well, and I've made that argument that that is not a given. Like it shouldn't be. You know, you were here for that argument. I think.
1: Yeah, and I don't know. Um, I'm not even saying it's the correct decision. I would really have to think about it because it's unfortunately for Puka, like Stroud ha- also had a historic year. And it's a quarterback-driven league. But, like, he's going to win it. I don't think we need to. Oh, no, Pukes a debate. I think should win it. Yeah, but he's going right. to win it. And still-
4: I, I really wonder now, as we head into this offseason, what, what the Rams are going to do. I'm mm-hmm. wondering, like, for example, Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup was not the Cooper Cup we know. And sooner and later, Father Time catches up with us all, especially when you have injuries. And this year, Puka shined. Today, Puka shined. Puka was the more explosive player. I mean, and I kind of wonder where, where this takes this franchise. I wonder about, you know, other things about the secondary, edge rush. Jesus, the Rams had a better edge rush today. They can pass that secondary a little better in this in that first half. So. You know, we're looking ahead now, we're looking at what what this team was weak in, and it's like Dennis Green, we are who they thought they were in terms of their weaknesses, and they came back again to today. I am looking at this game and thinking, okay, it's just a start though. Last year when they went five and twelve and it was, you know, gross, and we're wondering, okay, what's left now? Then they tear thing down. Well, now we know they're not going to tear anything down. They're just going to build on what they have. And that's, that's a positive feeling. I'm not broken up about this loss. I know you're sick about it. But I think it's because nothing new came out of this game. Like if they went out there today and got wrecked 45 to 10. And everything fell apart. I would feel more awful. I know you were like, well, this is one hurts. You no, know, I'm sorry. The Super Bowl hurt me more. The way they went well, out there in that game, thirteen three, and you know that one hurt me more. Super Bowl, yeah, I'm definitely. Super Bowl thirty six hurt more. And tell you another one that hurt a lot. Well, yeah, that
1: one hurt more. That one hurt.
4: More. That I, mean, mean, I mean, I was
1: seven, but like that one hurt.
4: Yeah, and then I could think of the heck the Falcons' loss hurt more in twenty seventeen season. That that one hurt more. They they were favored to win that game. And it was mental error after mental error of things. They did well all year, and all of a sudden, they couldn't do any more. Cooper? You know, so in this case, there are
2: certain things you just can't fix in a season. And, you know, but you can fix it in the off season. And I think they will. Yeah, and it's
1: one thing that's, you know, they're like, I- I'm sitting here with a half full glass of beer. Someone say half empty (laughs) glass of beer, and like you look at it one way, and it's like, man, if this team adds an elite cornerback, they could be a contender next year. And that's the glass glass half full. And my half empty glass here is like, hmm, where could we have gotten one of those? You know, where could we have gotten an elite cornerback,
2: Derek? It's almost as if one was on the the team, and we traded him. Well, and I know it's not
1: that simple. I know it's not that simple, Um, but and we got who'd we get out of that trade? Bryce Young. So it's that makes it a lot easier to swallow is that we got a not a franchise cornerstone per se, but a guy who should be a productive starter for his entire rookie contract and maybe into a second contract. Um, But yeah, like that's the crazy thing is like the story going into the season for us was this secondary on paper is historically bad. They ended up being a little better than historically bad. They were just bad uh, in a large part to Akella Witherspoon being a surprise. Although in this game, he was atrocious. And it's just clearly the issue. And I think people might point to this game and say, that was a bad Rams defensive performance. How are you going to hire Raheem Morris as the coach of a, of a team in the future? Look at the goddamn roster. That's who the defense is. Is it defense we saw in the first half and what Aaron Donald and Rahi Morris have done is dragged this very bad defense on paper to 10 wins and a more or less being an average defense, which is a goddamn miracle, man, and a credit to those guys and everybody involved because the personnel is not there. Some players have surprised, uh, obviously, Kobe Turner, Byron Young. Those are big surprises and they've been great. But, like, the secondary was the biggest concern, secondary and the edge rush, and the secondary is still bad, and we got some pressure on Goff, not as much as you would have liked to mask the secondary, but hopefully in the future, we'll have a good pass rush and a secondary that doesn't need to be completely, like, masked by a pass rush. And, we, and, and yeah, it's, and some quotes cool
4: coming out now, just from the game, you know, this is from Stuart from Jackson, covers the Rams. Uh, McVeigh reflecting on the year, saying they helped me find my way again. Remember, McVeigh did honestly seem lost last year. So, you know that that's a quote. Uh, quote also, you know, for McVeigh on Goff. I know there's a lot made of it, but I'm really happy for a quote with Jared Goff, and also concerning the the game itself. Let uh, one last quote here. I don't want to see anything now that gets me in trouble. I don't want to take away the credit. Hats off to the Lions. And that was McVeigh. actually just not wanting to talk about the referees, just wanting your credit to the Lions. So that's some of the quotes coming out of the game already. Um, Congrats to the Lions, man, and to Goff. That's that's a big win for your career. But um, on our side? Yeah, I'm not doing that today, and I'm grumpy.
1: I mean, on, I mean, on our side, them, I guess.
4: On our side, I'm looking at it and going, "Okay, well, I'm already looking towards next year. I'm already. I can't. I can't wait to hear Tommy's breakdowns on the draft. I can't wait to. I can't wait for us to cover. This is the first year in a long time. You know, we, we we've done some long draft shows before, right? And and used to do a whole lot of interviews. And then we were like, "What's the point? They don't draft anybody to the fourth round, anyways. Like this year, we actually have a full." draft class for us to cover and get into and I'm really excited about that I'm really excited about the fact that when we look at this roster now um, and the problems are obvious and they they are fixable and so in my view a team that had its window closing is now certain already to get to a new window and by the way, your concept, Raheem Morris, Rams fans. Look, if you're if you're out there calling for his firing, you've lost your mind. One, he's going to get a job somewhere. I don't yeah, think, I think he's he back gets, next I year. I think he gets a job. There's a lot of openings. I mean, he's when the when the players call him a top five defensive coordinator, the players do. You need to listen to that. Two, if he is still here next year, he deserves to be.
2: This was a heck of a performance, absolutely heck of a performance. So, there you go. I um, have, uh,
1: Derek. I got, I got two quick topics for you. Sure. Um, I pulled a stat here. Josh Reynolds in this game. What do you have? Eighty yards. Yeah. Sixty-four games with the Rams. How many times do you think he had eighty yards? Like two. That is the exact number. <laughs> That is the exact number. He did it twice with the Rams. And he does it against us in the fucking playoffs, man. I am irate. <laughs> and I think I said on the show last week, I would not be happy if Josh Reynolds came out and had an incredible game. And he did. Credit to him. Well, he had an incredible half. Yeah, but, but hey, it was third highest leading receiver in this game
4: overall. Believe it or not, for DFS, um, for Yo- I was on Yahoo's DFS because they gave me a free entry. Um I tried to pick Josh Reynolds as one of my lineup guys, and it wouldn't let me.
1: Was yeah, I kinda I kind of wish I bet his prop. We didn't we didn't think about the Josh Reynolds revenge game. Um second topic I have, uh, which I think we definitely need to talk about before we wrap up. The what ended up being the most consequential sequence in the game was there was a third and four where Stafford threw an incomplete pass to Ronnie Rivers at the Detroit 34 and the Lions accepted a holding call, uh, rather than being fourth and four from the 34, it ended up being third and 14 from the 44, which I can't believe people were saying they shouldn't have accepted that call. That would have been what a, a 51 yard field goal to take the lead. Yeah. Uh, I don't care if it's Brett Maher to take the lead. That was the absolute correct call by Campbell. But, um, Obviously, we throw the pass to Puka pretty deep. No call on the pass interference. Was it a penalty? Yes. Again, this is it was only egregious at that point in the game. But like. That was a a push pull play. I I don't think it was that crazy. Um, Should they have punted on fourth and 14 from the 44? They don't get the ball back and the game ends. And in the moment when they punted, I was like, well, yeah, it's fourth and 14. but. Obviously we have the benefit of hindsight, but now that I'm really thinking about it, what what changes if they don't get the first down there? If they go for it and the Lions take over from the 44, where if they get a first down, the game's over anyways. I it's
2: that was kind of cowardly. That was kinda cowardly. I I mean, well cowardly. Involved. I think you know, I think that they felt like
4: pin them stop them they felt the defense at that point had stiffened up and they were they could stop them and when i really go back to i go back to the third down play call third and 14 or third and whatever it was
1: yeah i didn't like that play call either that
4: that's where i would go back and say okay you know what what could you have done you need a positive yards there so i would have liked to have seen they did they did this desperation escape. I would have liked to have seen a quick screen out of there and mm-hmm. just get it out and get five, six yards and then make that a makeable, uh, make that a makeable fork down option. Yeah, Maybe something happens out of it. But, you know, that was something that I read frustrated about this game was one thing that annoys the ever-living crap. I mean, with McVay's play calling is, there again, we've talked about this, there was a time Long ago, 2017, 2018, and the screen game was a major part of this Rams offense, a running back screen. And it just seems like a, in a lot of these games like this, they lose, like the Steelers game included. That part of the Rams offense disappears. When you're getting pressure the way you're getting in a game like this, having a successful screen game it, it matters and it really would have pushed that lions defense on their heels a little bit but instead here we are they were very conventional they lacked creativity in certain areas of the game and it's hard to say when you when you've had 425 total yards offensively how can you say they're not being creative because when it counted they weren't
1: right it was some some very suspect situational play and that was one of them i agree i I don't think you should be trying to, you know, you should be trying to get the first down, obviously, but, like, I agree. I would have rather seen a nice short pass, get some yards, maybe you get back in the field goal range and kick it, or maybe you put yourself in a presentable position to go for it, because the worst thing you could do is get zero yards and punt, and then you don't get the ball back. Your season's over. That was the... the last pass Stafford threw in this season.
4: Yeah, it's, and it's a good point, too, especially, you know, if they had one timeout left. If they had all three timeouts left, then maybe you could say, okay, you know what? Much was scenario. Yeah. yeah. Much different But here you are. Th- I think the real play, though, was third down, and you didn't do anything to really... You were, you know, what happened is Stafford dropped back, and he's looking for that play to get almost all 14 yards back, and meanwhile, pressure's coming on him, and then he wanted up dumping it off, and that means nothing that means absolutely nothing. You need to have design play to get that ball quick out out quick. Get it in someone's hands who can move towards the change. You don't have to get the change in that play, but, but put your team in position to win. And I don't know whose decision that was for that for that call. Was it Sean McVays? Or was it Matt Stafford's? But there's no way on earth Matt Stafford should have been sitting back there holding on that football. That needed to be out. Yeah, quick. And in the end, they 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 take this garbage dump off instead. That's the play. That's that is the play, and I'll stand by that one.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you.
1: Um, one more thing. Two two outwell had one catch for 38 yards and a touchdown on one target. Was that like the only time he was in? I don't know what to make of this man anymore. I I I ate my crow. We apologized many times earlier in the year, then he gets hurt. He comes back from injury. He never plays. Makes one of the best plays of the entire game, if not the best play of the game. I the, the Puka touchdown probably first, but like, what, what are they doing? What? I, I don't know what to make of him. Why? If, if he can do that, that touchdown was ridiculously impressive. Uh, how do you not find more snaps or opportunities for the guy? I was wondering, I was
4: wondering that too, especially in light of no screen game. Yeah, you know, it's weird. I I was wondering if they could have used a cup if they're going to use a jet sweep. Like I already said why wasn't he using a jet sweep? Why the, the the thing that I that that I complain about when it comes down to the McVay offense. It, and we had the author of the book on a couple of years ago. He wrote it. Uh, Tyler Colstey, Taylor Colstey wrote it, this book on the 2018 Rams offense, and he broke down how they ran it and, and how they basically use every play to prep you for the next play. And that included even the use of the jet sweep in situation. You don't see the Rams doing some of those things anymore. Not consistently anyways. And I just wonder why. And I would love to be in a room with Sean McVay and hear him not give me that Politis speak out but actually break it down why he isn't doing those very same things anymore because you have a guy like a Tutu Atwell who look he's never going to be a league receiver in this league but he's got moves he he's got speed and you need that uh, speed kills and you don't use it you don't use it and you have freaking you know ninth 15,000th round I'm being, you know, tight ends in there instead.
1: <laughs> it's like, bizarre. Come on. It's bizarre. And I think, you know, I'm not trying to relitigate the two outlaw pick, but it's like one of the most incomprehensible reasons of like, why do you draft this dude? It's never felt like they've had a, a, a plan to maximize the man's strengths. And they obviously overdrafted him. Um, we've been saying that since day one, but like even beyond that, like he's been on the team for three years and they've never known what to do with him. And it's like, you took this guy at 57 and it's never felt like you had a plan to do anything with him beyond like twice a year, throw the ball deep. Obviously he had some moments early in the year because he, he was forcing the lineup, but when he's not forcing the lineup, they just, they don't, they barely play him. And it kind of sucks. Cause like, he's actually become a decent player. Uh, contrary to everything I said going into the season, uh, he proved me wrong, and they just they relegated him back to the bench.
4: It's mind-blowing to me. Mind-blowing. And, and I'm also doing a little tour of social media while going on. Folks, again, stop calling for Raheem Morris to be fired. Are you serious? That Lions offense is legit good. And that defense gave up three points in the second half. They figured it out. My gosh! And Just, they and they and they, yeah, they bounce back, like you said.
2: Like <sighs> he's done nothing. to
4: I can go back to twenty twenty one, and that defense that had stars. And and questioned Raheem Morris's defensive play calling. I am in no way. I'm 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 back on Raheem Morris here, dude. Yeah, that defense had nobody this year. They gave him a pile of crap and wanted him to make gold out of it.
2: He made silver. I'll take that.
1: Yeah, man, it's it's crazy that like like we said last week, the. The there were three big concerns going into the season personnel wise, Um, the offensive line, the edge rushing and the secondary and two out of the three of them remained concerns for the entire year. And they were all on Raheem Morris's plate. And this defense was more or less fine this season, which is a, a true testament to him. And I think it's going to get him a head coaching job. Uh, the people who are saying to fire him, I don't think you're going to have to deal with them anymore because I, I think, you know, it, it, it's finally his time to get a job. In my opinion, there's so many openings uh, and I don't think there's eight qualified, eight candidates out there that are more qualified than him. I think he's going to get the job. But, yeah, it's a I, I shout out to him and a shout out to the way he, he put this team together, because this should have been the worst defense in the league. I don't care if Aaron Donald's out there. There were a lot of bad players who played a lot of football this year and a lot of guys we hopefully don't see again. <laughs> um, and we'll see what happens there
4: um'm also hearing hearing lots of seeing lots of comments on this on social media as well talking about um the lions are trying to hurt people uh listen if you're saying that stuff
2: just stop they weren't trying to hurt people it's football
4: it happens <laughs> yeah no i i don't oh care my, my i mean i you can look at the um you can look at the higby play and and I think Higby might be that that might be a serious injury uh the way his knee went that was creep show stuff right there i would just want to argue that the dude's like six foot four two sixty a cornerbacks not bringing him down by tackling him at his waist or above the shoulder he's gotta go low I I would like to see. We, we keep talking about it. I, I know we're kind of all over the place in this postgame, but there's a, there's a reason why. So it was a, it's an all over the place kind of game. I would like to see something done in terms of tackling. We're seeing way too many knee injuries, Achilles injuries, leg injuries that are devastating and ruining people's careers. Meanwhile, the person who makes a hit keeps playing. Yeah. And that that is something that I would like to see change. And the main the major part of that is fundamental tackling. People don't fundamentally tackle anymore. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's gotta change. I don't think that really would have affected that play in particular, but to say that the Lions are headhunting, no. No. It's a violent game.
1: Yeah, I, I'm not with that either. I this was a player wise felt like a I don't clean's not the right word, but like the 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 game was fine um i they're not head I know Campbell comes from my boy's sean Payton's uh fucked up coaching system, but he's he's not the he wasn't doing that yeah. if it comes out that he was Derek that's another conversation, but not one you True. um hey you mentioned Cooper cup before and what they do with him he's He's going to be on the team next year at the same salary. We cannot do anything. If you could restructure him, but like I don't think we should,
2: I think that would be silly. I mean, looking at his
4: contract now, they, I think they've already restructured him, haven't they? At some yeah, point so,
1: so we I have. Mean, so.
4: They've restructured that guy. They, the, the Rams are always really good doing this, but it can bite you. When you
1: do it too much. Hence the craziest the one. We had the craziest one. And, you know, we don't have to get deep in this now. We have a lot of months to talk about it. The the Joe Noapu mix ex- restructure was incomprehensible this offseason. I can't believe they did it. And now he's he's probably on the team next year. Or yeah. I, th- I think they could cut him and save like five million dollars and eat like 15 in dead cap. And I think that they might do it Um, with with cup. You, you can't cut it. He's he's just not, he's on the team next year. No, he's you can't cut him. Boring. Um and he's I never said that. Still, yeah, yeah, no. Uh I I know you. Uh and he's still good. You know, he's not worth what we're paying him currently, but like he's still good. He's good for the culture, he's good for the locker room. I we cross that bridge in 25 uh with with what we do with him.
2: Looking
4: at yeah, Jesus. His contract right now.
1: Oh my gosh! The
2: it's the same out.
1: with, yeah, it's the same with Stafford because we had a lot of these conversations before the season. Now, obviously, Stafford should be our quarterback next year. Um, but like, if it didn't go well this year, there's not wasn't much you could do with him because he, he's he has to be on the team next year, money wise. I mean, you have to you
4: have to hope that Cup gets held soft season and comes back to where he was. I don't think he ever got he. They, they I mean that's what. It, that's what the reports even said. He said it's not going to get it's it needs
1: time. His ankle needs time. And, and he's he's still productive. He's just not, you know, he, he's explosive. getting paid. he's getting paid. cream. Yeah, he's not explosive. He's getting paid cream of the crop dollar. And he's obviously not doing that right now. And it's that's a tough pill to swallow if, you know, he doesn't get back to that. But like. Twenty twenty three Cooper Cup is still a valuable piece. Is he thirty million dollars valuable? Not even close. But like, it it could be worse in terms of just like having guys on bad contracts. Like it's that is not the end of the world. Is overpaying that guy, and he earned it. You know, he earned that fucking money. Uh, so it's it's okay. Looking at
4: looking at his contract. Um, Jesus, Pete's twenty nine point seven eight million with a dead cap of 47
1: million that's pre-june 1st yeah so he's not he's here there, there's yeah. nothing they can do and Coast. he's not he's not bad enough to try and like figure out what you need to do
4: no he's so he's still valuable in the locker room i don't think Kuka so, Naku he's is so good he's so good yeah he's still good he's still valuable in the locker room but you do definitely need to make sure you have a solid third option next year. You just can't rely on Pooke Nakua. And I'm not sure that Demarcus Robinson is it. Or uh, yeah. So I, I expect them to make some moves in the wider receiver market. I don't know.
1: I I kind of disagree. I, I think that the, like, I don't look at the receiving core as being any part of the problem this year. I never said it was. I'm
4: saying that they got production uh, more than they probably... Would have or should have doesn't mean that it's a permanent solution. Demarcus Robinson's 29 years old. Me and Tubby all of a sudden figured out 29 years old, or maybe he was a flash in the
1: pan. Well, no, I think the pan, I think Demarcus Robinson is and always has been a NFL wide receiver. And if he's the third guy next to guys of Puka Nakua's and Cooper Cup's caliber, he's fine. And I think, I think he was fine. I just think. To me, it's they have so many goddamn needs, man, like big needs that they need to spend big money or big draft capital on. If a receiver falls into their lap, let's do it. Um, If you could get a guy, maybe like you get Robert Woods back on the cheap, if that's a thing. Um, But I don't I think there's so many other like glaring needs. Remember what I'm advocating for. I'm advocating for a three, not a one. Yeah, but I, I'm saying if if they signed Demarcus Robinson to a cheap deal and run back Puka Cup Robinson Tutu Skaronic, I guess I I will be okay with it.
4: Yeah, uh, no, I'm not okay with it. But they That's have the, other priorities: uh, edge,
1: cornerback, safety. Um,
2: edge probably and, a
1: little edge and cornerback band. They one of those needs to be addressed in the first round, and one of those needs to be addressed with their money. Uh, and I hope that's what happens. I guess guess... they can end up taking a lineman in the first round, but don't go doing something typical and taking like a running back or receiver or some bullshit like they love to do in the first round. No, no, Don't see Don't see Jordan Love doing this and being like, let's draft a quarterback to sit for a couple of years.
4: My guess is the Rams go edge secondary early you could pay those guys cheap okay and in the meantime since you're focusing on those areas then you go out there and you get a veteran you go, you pay the money for the veteran you get on a short term deal we probably do
1: that's my But bet. then but then what do you think they do with their money
4: that's what they I'm have talking money. about yeah and do you think okay do you want to go out there now and spend and do what they did Which buried them in salary cap hell to begin with. Which is go get a bunch of expensive veterans and spend you know draft picks potentially on them, or do you just try and keep building from within, kind of like what Green Bay did, and see what you can do? Save that cap money for when you really need it. I'm not saying don't spend cap money, but being a little more judicious than they have in the past. I'm saying a short-term receiver so you can go go take care of other issues you know that's what i'm talking about yeah but, yeah but then again but then again look look at all those receivers like the packers got in the draft like and they're all mid-round guys like yeah the Rams not, have 10 not, picks
1: i'm not gonna be that if they draft a the receiver in, in the mid rounds
4: the, yeah they Rams have like 10 picks they're gonna they're gonna fill needs. I you know
1: I I hope I believe they will I, I I believe they will, yeah. But I'm saying like they have 44 million in cap space. What do you want them to do with that money? And They're, and like got guys they need to resign. It's really just like Kevin Dotson.
4: No, they, they better resign him. He was great this year. I think they will. Will. They I think they they will. they better resign him. I mean that's all I have tonight, man. I need some more time to digest this bad boy. <laughs> all right, man. Go to sleep, old man. Oh man, I gotta put this thing out. All <laughs> right, folks. We'll be back this week to do our, to do our full post war. I'm sure that Bunny Hensley back as well to do their thing. You guys will be back, right? Of course we will. So uh it's not over. Actually, the fun's just begun. It's now off season time for us, time for us to look next year, and we're already looking you heard us just talking about, we're already on the way. So have a great one. We're out of here. We'll see you soon.